Test, one, two, test, test, test. Why would that, that's my question, test, 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 one, two, three. That may be it, right there. Hey, this is Troy here with our first episode of Audio Input Podcast. Uh, joining me are... <laughs> <laughs> my name is Shay Salgado. My um, name is Clayton Ambrose. And I'm Alex Serino. And there you go. Uh, we're here to talk to you about music, about albums we enjoy, about albums we don't enjoy. Uh, just things we have thoughts about. Sometimes not even albums, sometimes just music-related uh, concepts. Concepts. Yes. More like a philosophers in the Greek, like, what do you call it? Auditorium? Right. Like that painting? Exactly. That's what I like people to think yeah. of us. Speaking to the unwashed masses, <laughs> <laughs> that's you, the listeners. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so uh, we're going to get started today with, uh, we're going to go and talk about our uh, favorite 2017 albums so far. All right. Um, oh, okay. Go ahead, Shay. I've sort of um, done something that's not good for working at a radio station. I've sort of been checked out and only listening to The Grateful Dead <laughs> for months on end. Um, but I've caught up and I've decided my favorite records this year are um, the LCD Sound System record, American Dream, right. um, which I guess we'll talk more about later. Uh, this compilation that I heard about on NPR, which is like a compilation of all this... Um, Somalian music from the 70s and 80s. It's called Sweet as Broken Dates. It's on Spotify. Um, it's really dope. It was released like a few months ago. And um, then I guess the uh, I heard the Ariel Pink record a few days ago. It was dope. And then also browsing about what Merge released this year. This record by um, a band called The Clientele called um, Music for the Age of Miracles. And so that's that's what I've been listening to. That's what that's what I choose. Somalian music from the seventies. Yeah, well, you know the compilation Sounds was made in twenty seventeen. No, so I, I appreciate your your diversity, but I've never even trying to bring that representation into this podcast. <laughs> I want this to be an inclusive podcast. Somebody's got to listen to the Somalian music. Somalian music. I'm gonna start for sure after hearing that. You you're you're our out. token Somalian man. Yeah, maybe we can all you know link all these in some sort of. A comment box or something <laughs> wherever <laughs> we post this, presumably to the site. Are you yeah. sixty? <laughs> there, there will <laughs> <in> the comment <laughs> box. We're just gonna get all comments by Raven. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, all right, Clayton. Um, I've kind of got a co-album of the year thing going on uh, with uh, science fiction by Brand New and uh, Sleep Well Beasts by The National. And I think we're going to talk about Sleep Well Beasts later. Yeah, so we all collectively agree that that is a wonderful album. Yes, and we right. will sing its praises later. So I guess I'll talk a little bit about science fiction, which I already wrote a review for, but I could talk about it all day, so I don't care. Yeah. Um, I was blown away by it. I did not think that after all this time, they would come back and just make an actually good record. Especially, I don't know if you guys... Even if listened to the album or have heard the uh, the singles that came before it, um, I'm a nightmare. With that that song was totally like nothing that's on the album, and so I was like, oh man, this is gonna be like, it's gonna be lame. But then they came out and they made this dark like, southern gothic grunge Whoa. album, and it's it's what I needed. It's what <laughs> we all needed, and I, I just think that's beautiful. I love it. Um. 
I agree with you. The Nationals Sleep Well Beast was probably one of my favorites so far released. Um, but second to that was Cosmo Pike's Just Cosmo, which that was by, um, well, I just said it was by, but uh, it opens up with uh, Wish You Were Gone and super soulful, kind of like neo soul, funk, jazzy. Super great if anyone's into that. Kind of, yeah, that's about it. That's all I have to say about it. Cool. <laughs> right, a few words. Yeah. My my favorite, um, I would just say American Dream is up there for sure. Uh, I know it was already mentioned, but uh, great album, great band. Band I've been a fan of for a while. Um, another one that kind of surprised me of being one of my favorite is uh, Tyler Creator's new album, which I will talk about that as well, that it's on our list. Uh, but I just like that he kind of presented himself, felt more natural, felt um, beautiful, beautiful music. A beautiful man. Beautiful man. I think he's, yeah, he's very beautiful now. I didn't think he was that I think he's more beautiful now because I know his person better. <laughs> he's aged well. He's aged well. I agree. <laughs> Tyler, the creator, aged like a fine wine. Yeah. If he listens to this, we're all fangirls. Hi, Tyler. True. Hi. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Just kidding. Cool. So uh, you guys want to talk about, we're going to talk about some albums that surprised us. Albums that we weren't expecting to like. I'll start off. I don't know if you guys have listened to, uh, if you're familiar with Manchester Orchestra. Uh, like a passing familiarity, passing familiarity, like not into them. Yeah, I'd never really been into them either. But their new their new album is like uh, it does a cool thing where it switches between like very sweet folk instrumentation that out of nowhere just like wall of guitar sound, mm-hmm. and it surprised me. I didn't think uh, I didn't even think of Manchester Orchestra as a band like I would listen to, but I've listened to that a lot. It's called uh, Black Mile to Surface. Hmm. I mean, I, I know oh, yeah. I know they get associated kind of with that like mid two thousands kind of emo scene i guess like i never listened to him but i know they're pretty important in that area i've been meaning to listen to him so yeah it's a good jumping point yeah um, i yeah. guess we can like uh, as far as surprises go we could touch base back on tyler the creator's um flower boy oh, yeah. yeah no the as far as like the process of the writing process behind all of that and the additions uh the additional artists that worked with him on that it was more astounding than you know his odd future stuff and it, it was this his first solo album right no, this is third this is third yeah, solo I oh. Think so. oh wait yeah yonkers was the first um wow. It's clearly outdated here. <laughs> there was a, there was, I think it actually was four because it was Goblin and Cherry Bomb. Which oh, you Goblin, yeah. Bastard. Oh, yeah. Or was that just a mixtape? Well, there was Wolf and then Cherry Bomb and then this one, like this record. I think it's yeah. three. Well, I was just, um, I don't know. I'm glad that he did well because I feel, or at least I thought when I was in The Tyler Creator a few years ago when Wolf came out, um, that I thought that that was like solidly his best work. Wolf. And and then Cherry Bomb happened. It feels like everyone was sort of like, this isn't like he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like maybe um, artistically. And uh, yeah, I feel like he really just like defied all expectations. Yeah. He really just came out with like a, a wild, like no one expected. It was very like mm-hmm. beautiful, but it had its moments of like intensity and very personal. Yeah. He still kind of like kept kind of to his roots, but actually formed a little bit better as an artist and from like a creative point of like it just all it's uh, he less focused on like the image he was putting out right. and focused actually on producing quality music it's just it's interesting seeing where he is now because i remember going to high school with a bunch of like odd future kids That's and cool. they were like they were not and I, I don't mean to pass too much judgment but they were not like the artistically inclined yes. like they were into the aesthetic and they were into the making offensive jokes and saying slurs and all that kind of thing. Just being and so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I won't use that word, but yeah, but um, but it's it's interesting to see him in this like state where like he's making really like honest music and not really pandering to a crowd, which I mean that can all be forgiven because they were all seventeen, eighteen when they were in On Future. But it, it's it's good to see someone who was in like a young music group come out on the other end as like a more mature and a more I wouldn't I wouldn't say talented, but a more like capable person i guess yeah right actually speaking of uh what you're talking about i saw a uh a funny picture on the internet a meme if you will um and i don't it was think you should use that well, one well, <laughs> <it's a meme. laughs> me, i don't think me. we need to talk about memes on this I'm gonna, podcast i'm gonna talk about one of them okay. it was like odd future fan it was like no it was like tyler fans then and it was like kids wearing like the odd future hoodies and like the scene hair it was like odd future fans now and it was like hipster kids in overalls it made me laugh a lot i saw like someone from the bus like skating around san marcus in like an odd future like donut hoodie it's like 90 degrees i'm like what are you doing that's like a relic of a time gone by it really is like there was that like 2012 2013 like massively famous um like given such a huge platform for music um that maybe didn't live up to the hype but you know this time he did so good for him Happy for him. Um, we still on surprises right now. Do you have any more? Um, I guess uh, for me, I would say uh, Flea Foxes crack up. Um, Flea Foxes were always one of those bands that like I listened to, and I was like, yeah, I respect the artistry and I respect like the music, but this is just not for me. It was all just kind of boring folk music. But for for whatever reason, uh, Crack Up really captivated me because I think they really? took a lot more like uh, I don't know I, I wouldn't say it's like a daring record, but I think yeah. they did a lot more interesting things musically. I'm that way too. I'm sort of on the fence about Fleet Foxes, so maybe I'll go give it a, a listen. You know, it's it's really good. I feel like uh, Crack Up came from a more like like the very long songs. It almost came like from like a progressive folk kind of. Mm-hmm. If that's a, if that's that. a thing, mm-hmm. um, they may have created it, made it a thing. Has a very like. Uh, experimental feel about it where like their first album was a very like cut and dry like contemporary folk album and their second was a little more like folk rock i feel like it's kind of interesting for them to do like such long and like dramatic music like that and i I like the way that it plays with like pacing at times like Mm -hmm. even from like the get-go on the first track it starts like um really quietly really somber and then it gets like right into the music and I, i like kind of that whiplash type feeling that it gives you like it makes you feel more a little a little more involved in the music and i think that the, i never felt involved with health mrs blues or the self-titled but i saw them live recently and that kind of made me change my opinion a little bit and i went back and revisited those albums and they're pretty good but yeah. not as good as crack up cool i don't have anything to add to that <laughs> cool <laughs> i just want to talk about some the up other end things that were very disappointing to you i feel like this will be a, a yeah. fun oh we're about to just talk. rag. Right. <laughs> what I was waiting for. Listen to me now. All right. Hot, hot thoughts. Hot thoughts wasn't good. I know <laughs> listening, Britt. That's a definitive statement right there. Lay it out. Yeah, I, I just felt that um, they it was more electronic than uh, Spoon Records past. Not a problem at all. The only like um, I just feel like it was sort of the brand of electronic fused with rock that comes not from like um like an understanding or not even understanding, but like a, like a, a fandom of like source material, like, you know, like IDM or like dance music that like, I don't know, Radiohead was like deep into when they made, you know, like their great crossover electronic album, you know, um, it was sort of like, uh, 
like they just heard TV on the radio, someone said, and like then made that record. And um, I don't know, and that's a thing that I was gonna say for talking about LCD sound system. Um, is that LCD sound system, I feel like they frequently like employ like iconic uh, synth sounds, like they use like a, um, a TBO3 on this new record. But they still, I don't know, it, it doesn't just sound like a preset, you know, from like a store-bought synth. And um, that was sort of like a big problem I had with a lot of Hot Thoughts is it just sounded really, um, I don't know, the sounds on it were just sort of. So it was kind of like watered down techno like in a way? Like watered down, yeah, it just wasn't um, good, I guess, <laughs> you know. I know that's, you know, that's what y'all want to hear. Yeah. It wasn't good. <laughs> I, I, I came out that's with That's the like, headline. I came out with like two tracks I remembered. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, Hot Thoughts, the title track, and then Can I Sit Next to You, which yeah, was just, they were both sort of meandering, and I, yeah. So I knew I wasn't going to be into it, I don't think so. But, you know, I can listen to their older stuff. Yeah, sometimes, you know, I've got to missteps, you know. It's something to remember, the old stuff is always there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Another, an obvious, one that I, a lot of people were disappointed with, um, Arcade Fire's new, um, yeah. Everything Now. That was like a... Which, which hearing the first the first single from it, um, title track I believe, yeah, everything now. Um, that one I got kind of like a like really throwback like old school disco feel from, and like I I I was like this is this is all right like this isn't really what I I want I hope I hope the rest of the album is is better than this. I was like this is not a good first track, and then it ended up being my favorite track of the album. Oh, which is was not Yikes. good for me. I feel like the. That one felt kind of like it was like a genuine like recreation of like the old the old uh, disco yeah. sound, but I feel like the rest of it they they just tried too many like they tried to do like experimental things, um, which they did a little bit better on Reflector. Uh, they tried to do a lot of like experimental like weird vocals and like synths, but I feel like they just came across as really cheesy instead of like yeah interesting, you know. And so it sort of followed. I haven't I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to it either, so I'm just like, oh, yes, yes, I see. I just like saw, like, I wasn't into them anyway, and everyone was like, it's not good. So I was like, well, you know, okay. But it's sort of, um, sort of, it was sort of like, Jesus, sort of, electronic music, right? Like, more electronic-driven than maybe, like, um, Funeral or the Yeah, yeah, Funeral was very, like, acoustic and occasionally, like, big, like, almost like stadium indie rock, like, very power, like, indie, like, uh... Anthems, yeah. anthemic music. Yeah. I mean, that was like anthemic. Well, yeah. would you say you also like had um, like that grievance with everything now? Or did the sounds like everything just sort of come out feeling generic? I guess everything now. It 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 didn't feel generic. It felt like they were trying to like do experimental, but it just came off as cheesy. Like, there was always like one element in each song. Like, they just it sounded like they threw it in the last minute. It's ruined yeah. the song. Like a really weird synth line or like the background really. vocal, like almost screeching. Uh, mm. It was like they they had a good album mm. and they just were like let's make it weird, but they made it bad. I um, mean, in my opinion, trying to push the envelope just pushed yeah, push it. Push the envelope, push it too yeah. far. Well, like like I said, into the trash. I didn't listen to the album. I'm I'm so like not here for whatever disco revival thing Arcade Fire's trying to do right now. I think that's like the most boring and dumb route they could have taken um, and like there was the whole marketing campaign yeah. like with the album with the fidget spinners um, I know. Oh, God. super into like uh, the idea of disco revival but i just S- like, same 
but like just um tastefully done and not like too cheesy and tacky like don't yeah well also just like i was already on the fence about arcade fire and like they did this last album cycle too with like spray painting the reflector logos like all the way like around these different cities it was just like a big like um uh, like imperial juggernaut of sort of like uh uh, of like a promotion campaign and i was like jesus like uh, uh just like, yeah i don't know uh, I was, uh, uh, it's uh, like big arcade fire like i don't know <laughs> yeah. I, I think they really got their weird morality thing going on right now and uh, i never thought i would say this but if you want like a more nuanced take on like modern corporatism like listen to father john misty <laughs> like go listen to pure comedy instead that album's better so yeah. Really well, on the nose. Also, the the lyrics. I'm I mean, I'm gonna stop talking about it soon because I, I feel like I'm the only one talking. I feel like I no, I feel like I'm the only one. Yes, not so like, no, none of us have listened to it except <laughs> yeah, you. This is, this is the album like, we've talked the like most I need about. To, I need I to move on. And we're all just like we've never heard it, but we hate it. Never mind. <laughs> lyrics. I'll bad. fight Wayne Butler. Say. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you have any disappointments? Um. Well, going on just like with like trying to you know revive disco um we briefly spoke about it the gr- well we haven't yet but uh gorillas humans um i was really looking forward to this because i love gorillas been a you know huge fan of them uh since the beginning but they just try to just bring too many disco funk elements to all of their songs and i mean the artists that collabed with them are great but it's just i don't know what direction they were going with um, there's a few good tracks, but like, and then throughout the album, there's like different intros and interludes and it just kind of like throws off the album, like different, like 30, 40 second clips of just like yeah. weird animal noises and space sounds. It's just weird. I don't know. To me, this is like really touchy and um, invalid, but like a, um, a crowded track list kind of puts me off. Oh no, I agree with that. that yeah. That's what put me off listening to the humans, which I still have. See, haven't like to. humans, twenty-seven tracks. No, well, <laughs> there's like yeah. artists pretty much on every song. I think maybe like one song that it, there's busted in blue. That's it. That's their only song where they're not co- collaborating with someone else. And I mean, they have really awesome artists like Grace Jones, Danny Brown, De La Soul, Popcan, Drawn. Like they have like a really sweet like set, but yeah. it's just super. Everything kind of washes together it all sounds the same yeah i feel like they could have used um their like featured artists better mm-hmm. like i feel like i feel like dram dram is like a really good vocalist he's in like my favorite um vocalist right now but i feel like he was just like a background vocalist in that song yeah yeah I feel like we didn't hear a lot of him i feel like vince staples had a good verse i feel like they could have mm-hmm. given danny brown like a a more danny brown beat yeah <laughs> he sounds weird over like a the song that he was on and then grace jones like that threw me off grace i was jones. like i love grace jones but like where what where has she been <laughs> i start with grace jones grace jones like old like yeah. soul queen like disco oh that i thought she she's like, like did um like uh, in the 70s and 80s tall yes woman. yeah yeah very leggy mm-hmm yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what woman in the seventies wasn't leggy? I mean, let's be real. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, all right, we're Edit out of here. Out. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, anyone else? <laughs> Just really derailed that. I know. Good grace. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry, Jones. I, I guess, like overall, to me, it sounds like that album was like yeah. really good, like conceptually, but like the execution was kind of missed the mark. Yeah for like hyping it up as much as they did and like revamping their uh characters i guess it just yeah. was all kind of blah but 
Um, I have one more disappointment if anyone else doesn't have one. We were uh, Alt J's relaxer. Wasn't that good? Just yeah. didn't live up my, to my expectations. But honestly, I don't think anything well since, like, since an awesome wave. Like they just nailed it right there coming out the gates. And then, I mean, this is all yours wasn't that bad, but it's just nothing I think will be on par with their first album. It just wasn't, it was bland, it was boring, yeah. and just same, same old, same old with them. They don't mix it up. I've, I've never heard an Alt-J song in my entire life, really? but what you no, just said about... Heard an Alt-J have I? Yeah. Well, like, I don't, like, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know. Should are we they, start singing they, for you? I'm just kidding. Do they have, <laughs> like, a song on a commercial or something? Yeah, or? a huge song on the radio. It's called Breeze Block. You think I listen to the radio? Radio. You work at radio. In my, in yeah, my, I know. We <laughs> hope you do. <laughs> oh, uh, gotta go. Outed. I bet Breeze Blocks got played on, like, what's the, like, the, the... The, uh, the NPR radio, NPR? Like the music one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like 98.9 or whatever. Or? Yeah, 98 something. Whatever. Like left out. Hand Free, I felt like, was used in some commercial. Left Hand oh, Free, yeah, I've definitely free heard a lot. Of, and yeah. if that was on, like, yeah. like all, that was on, like, all radio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I feel like all J just has, like, they, they have a very specific, they sound, like, weird, but it's, like, a very specific weird. It never becomes a different weird. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> what a concept. It's, like, what a concept. <laughs> they have a weird, but, like, they don't. Switch. They have like one really weird sound they stick to. I feel like they need to. If you're gonna be weird, you gotta be weird all over the place. Yeah, they just they have just have like one track weird, and then. Oh hey, Uh, sorry to cut you off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at you like, what do you you gotta say? Mac DeMarco? Question mark. I didn't. I didn't listen, but you know, I felt like it was just sort of um. I thought that uh. Another one was kind of unremarkable, and I heard like the advanced songs from This Old Dog. I felt kind of the same. Did anyone listen? Can anyone? I listened to it once. Thoughts? And that's not really like a indicator of its quality. I thought it was a fine album. Okay. It was a, it was a Mac DeMarco album, which I, I I like that sound. So that's a good thing for me. But if you don't like Mac DeMarco, you're never gonna like Mac DeMarco. No, so. I was like super into two when like that was happening. Like I was like I would listen to that all the time. And I feel like he has um, it in him to like um make like a really great sort of like expansive pop record and he's not like you know he doesn't have to do that just because like i want him to but <laughs> until he does i'm kind of like uh you know so you're listening mac shay wants you to step it listening, up mac i went to a mac demarco show once and i got his attention by like wikipediaing his full name and yelling it out to him and he looked over what is what and is I asked him this macklemore de macklemore it's like Ooh. like um something like Mick Breyer, Wilfred, like the fourth or something. What? Like it's like it's <laughs> like, like four names. But anyway, but yeah, just my thoughts. Max DeMarco really isn't his real name. It's not his real name. Oh, I he's not he's not even Italian. That. I don't too. like him anymore. What? Well, it's kind of like um, I think the Mac comes from Mac Breyer, which is like one of his actual names, and I think DeMarco is actually like his legal surname. That makes you sense. Know, so right. there you go. I'm gonna going to see him soon. I have a friend who saw him and said uh, said that people mosh at his shows. Yes. Yeah. Which was, confuses yeah. me. This was like, that was, I was, it, yeah, it was really confusing, but I had never had that happen to me. I was like 16 when I went to this show. So I thought like, wow, like this is the end. Like I'm going to get trampled. Like this is how it's going to go. That's crazy. I died at the Mac. I mean, like when you consider like the kind of people that go to like Mac DeMarco shows, That's like right. they're usually I, I, will to be and have a rousing good time and elbow people in their goats in uh advance in preparation i bought a five panel cap from ross wow <laughs> damn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like camouflage that's like the time that w- i was also an odd around this time so you know this is all like really 
you know, a moment I'll never get back. I can imagine you getting chased like the mob or something and like to shake them like you put on a five panel cap and walk into a Mac DeMarco concert. Yeah, it's like the uniform, my camouflage. Yeah. Mac, Mac DeMarco's Mac DeMarco's fans all look like Mac DeMarco. <laughs> is, there any, is there any other artists like, like that? Uh, like the they're wildebeest. So basically Mac DeMarco just like, is just like, oh, the, like the head of all wildebeest. Like the, the, the button up shirt buttoned all the way up. Oh, sorry to I'm all Mac DeMarco <laughs> fans I'm, tuning in I'm right all now. Mac DeMarco fans. No, I'm trying to remember if also at that show I had my button up buttoned all you, the way up. You, you probably, probably did. You probably did. saw everyone you don't around want you admit and just it. did it. You're like, it was the thing it here. was so tight you don't even remember it. You yeah. probably didn't, but like when you walked in, it like magically <laughs> like right. And I also think I I would never wear. I had I have one pair of Vans. I never wear them, but I think I wore them to that show. So I like you dressed out for this out. show. Like oh I decked, yeah, I dressed out for this. You Mac turned DeMarco in show. to Mac Demarco. <laughs> yeah, and that's like the point. So. Can we prove that you're not <laughs> Mac Demarco? You know, I think I could write. Song maybe on par with some of Ooh. recent studies. That's a challenge. Oh. That's a challenge, Matt. <laughs> no, all right. Get me out of here. <laughs> Next topic. Before <laughs> Matt DeMarco sticks the mob on you. I know. Before I like, or his have pack of wildebeest. Increasingly, I can, like only, I can only keep talking. You know, so you have to stop. All right, all right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna move we're gonna move to uh, something that's been affecting us a lot recently. Yeah. And that is a comeback albums. <laughs> Okay. Oh, this is what I was what I was gonna mention. Um, yeah. Uh, so I feel like shoegaze artists and fans also keep that. So if you want to talk about slow dive. Yeah, slow dive. Perfect. Um, Comeback album. I I mean I heard it was good. I only listened to like it's really half good. of it. Well, I don't know. I'd heard an advanced song. This podcast is just you know <laughs> a big portion of it is me talking about hearing advanced songs and, <laughs> <not like laughs> and then not listening to the record. I heard an advanced song and it seemed like the crux of the song was that the guitarist had a delay pedal and like that was the riff and i was like oh come on i'm offended You're how offended? could you say that about slow dive but no it was i'm serious it was the riff like the riff was like it was like three chords and it was like i mean that, like that's the intro to Sublocky space Station. That, that's a lot of like spacier shoegaze that's just kind yeah. of like what you find you find a lot of the delay pedals in that genre but I'm just I'm like a like a diehard my bloody Valentine brand of shoegaze. <laughs> like I won't I can't fault you. Except yeah. I'm like a like a loud um I don't know. No dream pop allowed. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you, you can't call my bloody Valentine not dream pop. I like, um I don't know, like um I is this is this on topic? <laughs> Everything's on topic at this point. We talked about legginess. We talked about legginess. Yeah. Um. I, d- I but I feel like there's um there's definitely like in songs like um, God I can't remember the fourth track on Loveless. Um, to hear knows when. There's so like there's definitely atmospheric songs, but I feel that um, like the feature of the music is definitely like the backbone is sort of the sound and the sound they're getting. And I feel like um, sometimes on Dream Pop Records, instead of that being sort of like, it's like the, um, it's the base of the sound, but not in that it's like, whoa, this is like a crazy sound. It's like, oh, yeah, this is like passable to me. Like, I can like enjoy this. Uh, but it never like, yeah. you know, I never, I never come back to it. The only thing, I guess just Sublocky is like the only 
extreme populated thing I ever come back to. I so. guess that's understandable, and I won't keep too long on that because we could talk about my buddy Valentine versus Slow Dive all dang day. But uh, I, I, I understand your complaints. I, I personally, I love shoe, um, I love shoe guys. I love Slow Dive, and I thought the new record, although I haven't listened to it too much in favor of other things, uh, I think it's really great, and I think it's cool that like. They came back after all these years and still showed that they can yeah. make a good record and then it wasn't like a fluke or anything. See, and that's yeah. how I feel about, you know, they didn't come out this year, but a tribe called Quest. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your service. Yeah. I thought, and especially because it came out in such a uh, heightened political mm-hmm. time that yeah. we're all in, um, I really felt like they came back and they delivered still. And mm-hmm. like you said, they still got it. Especially for like missing a major member. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, before this year, I was just like, Sort of my working theory was like reunion records are bad, and this year sort of like blown that. And like it's lo- the end of last year too with the Tribe Called Quest record, like Broken Social Scene reformed, made a great record, Slow Dive, and Tribe Called Quest. Um, so I don't know, you know, that's just my take. Yeah. Well, it's I guess this year in general has <laughs> been like a lot of heavy hitting indie yeah. or otherwise oh, acts yeah. coming back, regardless of if they were broken up or if they were just taking a super long time to make their next album yeah like so. like uh, fleet foxes mm-hmm. six years mm-hmm. lead singer back to college mm-hmm. back for more uh the new grizzly bear record i thought was yeah. pretty great uh, i think it's been what five years since the last one i can't i can't remember at yeah. it, it was the first time i've ever listened to by them and i thought that was for a first for a comeback album like that i think it was really good and i'd recommend it yep. Obviously, we can't uh, talk about this without talking about LCD Sound LCD Systems. Sound system. yeah. uh, Those boys. Brief breakup. Well, yeah, well, I guess that's sort of part of it when you talk about sort of bands where, like, the breakup is part of, like, their story, I guess. And I feel like LCD yeah. Sound System, like, I get Avalanches came back, too, last year. and mm. But it did seem like that was, like, sort of sort of their, like, story, too. Um, like, they made this great record since I left you and then, like, vanished. But now they're back. But I feel like LCD Sound System engineered that like they're like this is the long goodbye three-hour show at madison square garden right we're never doing this again oh yeah they, they kind of um, flipped the script on it a little bit because like the, the the long goodbye was like their big blowout ending mm-hmm. and then like record scratch like oh we're back yeah <laughs> and i like yeah I, I don't think that's necessarily like a bad thing no yeah because like, it they can't be like you know when you work together for so long i mean i i don't know i can see how it can be hard. You just get comfortable with a certain sound and a certain way of writing and a certain way of just producing music as a whole. So when you take time apart and, you know, all individually learn something, you know, new about yourself, about what your capabilities are and whatever, when you come back collectively, I don't know. I feel like it can be really bad or really good. Yeah. And it was pretty good. Yeah. You, like, I feel like James Murphy just like, I feel like it was kind of genuine. I just feel like he actually did want to break this. He did try to do some other stuff. Uh, between the LCD sound system mm-hmm. existences. Uh, he, he started, like, making his own coffee. I don't know if you heard about that. I didn't hear about like, that. He made his own coffee brand. He was, oh, like, he was like writing, like, little... He was writing new jingles to play in the New York City subways when you went to the turnstiles. Oh, oh yeah. I, that. I was, like... He was trying to make it to where, like, like individual, like, chords will, like, remind people of parts of New York. Yeah. It was, like, his goal. Like, weird stuff uh, like oh. that. That's dope. I, I don't know. I think it's it's kind of a lesson to, like, not like put these humans on like a pedestal because yeah. like i think especially like lc sound system with like their pretty much like a legendary run of albums like we tend to like idolize them as like legendary indie disco gods or whatever and like just like any normal human like james murphy might regret something and like after he 
I mean, it was a collaborative decision, I assume, to break up the band. But, I mean, afterwards, he might have just been like, I, I miss that. Like, I want to play music again. And that's totally within his, like, he, he's, he's allowed to do that. Yeah, I feel like if he if he didn't, if he what didn't have, like, a collection of songs he really thought deserved, like, the LCD name on them and, like, mm-hmm. to be released, I feel like he wouldn't have done it. I feel like he would have just released them, like, under his own name or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like the fact that he brought it back means, like, he really wanted to get back to that level yeah. especially because like it worked out like their album is number it's the first number one album American yeah. Dream number yeah. one like the Billboard charts and it was summer. great it was, yeah. it was a good album I like it a lot um, the Pitchfork article talking about how he had asked his fans in like 2007 to make Sound of Silver like the number one record he was like this is my dream the number one record now he did yeah. it now he did it American so Dream his dream came uh, true wow. I, I don't know I was just like it was prophetic just it came <laughs> back it was like just like right back where we left off like more like late seventies sort of um dance stuff. Like one of the songs had a guitar tone that was just like it was like it was Gang of Four. Like it was like this is like what Gang of Four sounds like. Yeah. You know. I got um, a lot of like the cure vibes from some of it. Yeah. Some like the slower ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like like for me on L C D sound system records, uh barring the self titled which I haven't listened to too much, like the more rockier songs always end up being my favorites and so like the favorite on this record would be called the police and i oh, think yeah. that's such a great one and like before that all i want is my favorite song off of this is happening and all my friends and so on but uh, i think that this album that song is just it's just so good like that is perfection yeah. to me yeah um yeah sound of silver i don't know i would listen to that on end yeah that's actually i would actually call that if not my top three, if not my number one album, it's like a super good flow. It switches between. It's got like the, the great like throwback like funky tracks. Oh yeah, um, a lot of like a lot of really obvious influences that he like wears obviously, but he pulls them off. A lot of talking oh, heads yeah. in that album, and um, like David Bowie. Yeah, like that the sequencer at the um on Get Innocuous at the yeah. beginning, like um, I don't know, it's great. I mean, he's he's like made a career of like being up front with his influences yeah, was, yeah. Like that, that's Dynamic like the basis of the LCD sound system sound yeah. is like their them first, being a revival act yeah so. their first single like Losing My Edge where oh, just yeah. literally like, like there's a verse where he literally just lists like old bands mm-hmm. yeah. I, I like it I like when artists kind of show their influences but not when they try to like pass it off like a new thing I yeah. think like James Murphy is very self aware of like the music that he's making yeah. and who he it kind of Thanks just sounds like the exact music, like a like a, what is he like sixty, sixty five? What James Murphy? He's old, right? Fifties? What? Crazy. Is he sixty five no, years old? No, he's he like fifty seven. I think he's in his fifties. He might be. No, he probably might be in his fifties. Anyways, my point <laughs> is, <laughs> it sounds like the exact music like a fifty year old music nerd would make. I think. Yeah. He's Leave your music nerd like the rest of us. Opinions in the comments. Let us know. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Let I have us know not how listened old you to think the new is. album yet. I'm the worst. You oh, should. Right. I know. All right. Edit this part out. <laughs> 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 we'll come back to it. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what else we got on here. You guys, um, you guys have any live shows you went thought were especially good? I'm kind of broke. Recently, we random like we don't even play her music. I went and saw Banks, Mm. got real sensual to the Lady Jams. Um, But looking forward to um, Chicano Batman, um, either in Austin or San Antonio. Haven't decided, but um, and then Flying Lotus's 3D Halloween show. That'll be pretty cool. That's all I got right now. Well, and then 
nobody here is going to King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard because we're all broken. Uh, it sold out. <laughs> I'm not going because I don't. You listen don't like to them, Clayton. We know. Hey, I don't not like them. I've never listened to them. So you can't say you don't. Like I, them. I theoretically might not like them. Okay. There's a universe in, in which I do not like King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. But there's also a universe where you do. It's wow, multiple it's universe. Rick and Morty. Stuff. I know. That's what I was going for. I was aiming for that one. Um, I'm excited for. <laughs> I went last year. It was great. Day for night. Um, got like Ooh, a great. Yeah. I'm like kind of scared that it'll, um, like sell out fast. Like they got Tom York, St. Vincent, presumably other artists. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> nine inch. I, I saw. Nine isn't nine inch nails? Nine inch nails. I would. That would. That would be pretty cool. Who else? I think I saw that. Like Marilyn Manson is coming really? soon. Yeah. yeah. It's a really diverse lineup. Yeah. Last year's was like that too. They had the Apex Scott, twin there. Yeah. Oh yeah, he fixed from. Oh yeah, no, and I heard that it was amazing, and nothing can top that. Mm-hmm. I would not only just because I know we're talking about you know music. Um, it's super dope how they incorporate art into that festival as well. Like the yeah. light installations yeah, are no. super cool. It's I really heard. Great. Yeah, it was um, like I don't know. Th- I feel like a big thing that I always have is like there's always a time slot where no one I like is playing, and when that happens, just go check out the art installations. Like there they're really go. great. I don't know, good. Instagram fodder. <laughs> you know, take it from me. What else are festivals good for? Um, uh, for me, uh, me and Troy shared the same experience at a uh, Modest Mouse concert. We did. Yes. Ran, into, uh, ran into Clayton there. Yes, uh, completely randomly. Um, <laughs> they were great. And I, I, I feel like I've heard people say that they have a lot of like qualms with their live show that Isaac Rock usually just yeah. kind of shows up stumbling drunk. drunk. And, he did have a few. And he was, but he played <laughs> he great. He was. So. Ranted a little bit. Um, Sometimes you couldn't understand it. A little he, bit, yeah. He played. He played. He played like a really crazy set list, though. Mm-hmm. Like very unexpected. He didn't play like any of like the big hits. He didn't play Float On. He played like Dang. weird stuff. He played a lot of like he EP played, stuff and like early record stuff. He played like four Lonesome Crowded West songs. Played yeah. a lot of Moon and Antarctica stuff. That's like what you want. There, he bro. played uh, a talk, exactly talking wanted, talking yeah. sh about a pretty shun, uh, pretty sunset <laughs> sunset. I love that song. That, that was a great. Yeah, song. that was a uh, that song was pretty big for me. Freshman year stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which was really crazy to hear because I didn't also Isaac Brock until that night did not know what vaping was (laughs) because there was a point in (laughs) the concert when a young man took a thing of his vape pen and blew large smoke in the air and it totally blew his mind. Like before the song went on, he was like, What is that? He was like confused (laughs) and angry about it. Yeah. He he was like, Are you (laughs) blowing smoke? How is there so much? Was this um he just learned about blowing clouds. When was this? This was like a <laughs> couple life, weeks man. ago. A couple life. weeks. And he was, and he said yeah. something like, "He already smokes, but he wants to know how to blow more smoke." And so you he might see quit Isaac Brock. <laughs> you might see Isaac Brock at the next Modest Mouse concert with a totally tricked out rig. I so like be ready for that's that. like a good thing to do for yourself is to quit smoking and start vaping. But there really is. I mean, seeing like a, like a forty-eight-year-old man like vape. Like, really <laughs> but like we still like vaping is so. Rel- this is so off point, guys. <laughs> but vaping is so relatively new that we don't know much about it, and we don't know like long-term health. And that's, <laughs> like, also, that's why I didn't oh, like that. We're talking about vaping. So it's really sometimes people are really like like in, too into it, like geeky about vaping. My friends like to. It's the hobby. Can vape and then kind of like get on the table. And <laughs> <laughs> they like to blow was, the clouds. This is, this on is really the great t- for the audio. <laughs> <laughs> Leave your favorite vape tricks in the comments. <laughs> we'll get to them. Vape videos only. <laughs> I like I like how you reverted to vaping like it was like an alien species. It's, it's like we don't know much about it. We, we don't be know about around the pens. 
but it's, it's serious. I, I just I don't, I don't think anyone should smoke. I think tobacco is wacko. Yeah, and that's why it's not <laughs> allowed as festivals. Any festivals you guys are looking forward to? Anything else? Are there other live stuff? Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing Father John Misty next Monday. Oh yeah, uh, right. he from what I've seen puts on a really great show. And I don't care what any of you or anybody else has to say about Father John Misty. No, I will fine. defend just him till cool. the His end. Lyrics are just a right, bit nobody here is going to ACL, right? I'm going to ACL. Uh, I'm are you? ACL. Well, I like. I always defend ACL until like I get to ACL and just like <laughs> and I see like the like ACL. go through ACL. And then for like for like 364 days a year, I'm like f that, you know. But then like the day when you're there, ACL, yeah. I'm like this is great. No. I don't think I'm gonna go, uh, but Bad Bad Not Good is playing the oh, Friday yeah. of the first weekend in San Antonio, and mm. I think I'm gonna maybe hit that up. I'm upset about yeah. that because I love Bad Bad Not Good, but they are awesome. they are conflicting I, with uh, Run the Jewels. No. Um, oh, really? I, I think I really. Oh man, I've seen Run the Jewels. But their their show is so fun. They play like every other again. year. I've seen them like but three <laughs> times. Yeah. I, 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 I think don't even like. Them. <laughs> I don't even like them, but I've seen them there. so many times. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm seeing like an ACL like runoff show or something because I'm seeing Car Seat Headrest and White Reaper at the Mohawk, yep. and I think that that's like the night before the first Friday or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But also, great quick shout out to the Late Night Tales that um, Bad Bad Not Good compiled had like a bunch of great tracks I'd never heard before. Mm. Oh Honey from Delegation, Vita and Chiga from Erasmo Carlos. So yeah, go check that out. Really expanded my musical horizons. I've heard that. This summer. I've never yeah. listened to that. Don't, don't was it a? It's a playlist that it's they've like compiled or what? Late Night Tales, I think, from what I gather, is <laughs> um, sort of like a, a music compilation series and artists. They've had like Franz Ferdinand do it. Um, oh. MGMT did it. They had Spaceman Three on theirs. Um, and so now Bad Men Not Good, and they just sort of, I guess, um, get like songs that these artists are listening to. Currently notable for having like the only like Jim O'Rourke song. That isn't just like a experimental mess on Spotify right now because hmm. Rack City won't lend the rights. But yeah, so um, bad, bad, not good. Late night tales, or just late night tales in general. Yeah. You know. Speaking, throwing back to Tyler, their their uh, sessions with Tyler the Creator. Oh yeah. Like what got me into bad, bad, not good? Mm-hmm. Were super, super tight. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. That video yeah. was really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did anyone go to the last fun, fun, fun fest? Yeah, I, I did. Okay. I, I think I skipped bad, 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 not good to study. For okay, dude, test. bad, bad, not good. It was like underneath this dome, and it was so cool. They had these super crazy space, huh. like psychedelic visuals, like projected on the the ceiling. And yeah. I have like a brief That's clip a of it, but yeah. it was it was absolutely beautiful. I, I don't think anything. Like, we'll talk about throw in that I was at this same show. You were? Yes. Oh, um, wasn't it well, beautiful? Yeah, I didn't even go for bad, bad, not good. I went for uh, Andrew Jackson Jihad played before them. Oh, same oh yeah, since, okay, yeah. That. So they still yeah. had that yeah. going on. If you know on. anything about me, that's my favorite band. Um, they don't know anything about you, Troy. No one knows anything <laughs> about me here. That's my AJJ, as they're called now. It's my favorite band. And so I went to see them, and I didn't even know that Benaka was playing. Yeah. And they came on. It was That saxophone, amazing. man. You know it was that saxophone. I, I don't know what day that was on. Future Islands, I think, was also playing at that same time. But yeah, yeah. Um, I left Future Islands to go see Bad Bad Not Good because I had seen Future Islands like at like 2 in the morning previously at sidewinder for one of fun fun fuss uh fun 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 fest uh, night shows which uh, r.i.p fun 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 like mm. that was really? what made it so I, that year had a great I ch- I checked, lineup seriously i checked my favorite was like the year before that like i saw yola i saw yola tango like with my oh first me time, too like, experiencing yola tango like, we were we were in the same place we the same place i stood there i stood there towards the end of their set and then i sat through failure to get through failure. to neutral milk hotel failure were cool too but also i think we you at the um, 
What's that? American yes, football? Yes, I'm wearing an American football t-shirt. Sort of a, yeah. And I was going to mention that because that show is one of the best that I've ever been to. Rising like, Sun edition. Dope t-shirt, by the way. Thank you. And uh, this this was before, like, this is when they had just come back. Like, now they're yeah. doing a lot of touring, mm-hmm. and they put out an album. They're putting out another one at some point. But this is, like, when they just came back. And so I thought, this is the only yeah. time I'm ever going to be able to see them. And I'm standing in the in the fall breeze with the lights it on, was. and they're playing Never Meant. And I'm just It really was. Like, it was melting. like a fall breeze. The sun was, like, basically down. Like, like night was upon us. It's, the, it's like the exact weather I we would listen cried. to american football and in high school and cry too yeah it's like a like a midwest breezy day we need you know? more fall festivals in my opinion like we've s- already got two sound big ones. Sound i know but yeah, we i don't know like I, I, I let's have more, more. <laughs> put yeah. them all i'd rather have them like all like or you know i mean like day for nights of like a, i guess you could classify it as like a winter uh festival i think you know if it gets like, cold this well year. yeah i know we'll see it was very cool i guess, I guess sound on sound is in December this year? November. November. No, it's November. Yeah. I should know this. I went last I th- year. I think ACL's October. Yeah. yeah. And Sun is November. December. For yeah. um, people who like might be going but didn't go last year, like how does the, why I don't want to go to Sound on Sound is it just seems like a big hassle. Like I don't want to go to McDade. Sound on yeah. Sound. Sound on Sound, man. You gotta get a camp. It was actually camp. it was yeah. really cool. I don't know how it okay. was the second year because it's it's supposed to like the attendance they're estimating is like a lot more, but uh it just felt like it was like it felt like it was just, like its own little mystical forest i know that sounds yeah, i'm gonna no, explain no, no. this that's actually what it, a lot it, of people it, told me yeah it felt like you went there and it felt like you were like in a in a weird like state of like state of like place you've never been before like there was like a very like it was like a, uh, like a community set up and like i was in the tent grounds and like there was like different areas of the tent so, like they made make like pop up like people were selling food and stuff isn't it like and, uh, the old renaissance grounds it's, the, it, it's still like they use it for renaissance still oh, and like cool. all the fa- all the stages were out there but there was like forest in between the stages you'd be like wow. watching a band and you like want to go to the stage you walk through a forest it was like that the actually, weirdest music festival experience i just put up my hammock also rest in peace um levitation, levitation. right yeah. Yeah. levitation's still happening that was well um in austin i guess was it happening in this it's happening next year i think 2018 yeah, levitation. Okay, I was one of the people who had passes to that when it got Wilson, rained out. Slow dive, one or tricks point never. In the, it, it was kind of fun though, because in the mad dash after that festival got canceled, there were a lot of bands playing at various bars, and That's uh, actually true, yeah. me, me and my friends were I went skip, hunting, and we yeah. got tickets to Animal Collective, and we got to see uh, Boris and Sleep and uh, really Sun. That's mm. great. Yeah, wow. Sun. It's fun weekend. How was that? Oh. How was the Sun show? It was something. Uh, we we something, we had sorry. to we had to skip out uh, halfway through because that was the same night as Animal Collective. Uh, and it's fair. Was it I was like it? Animal Collective more than I like Sun. Was it like a painting with heavy Animal Collective set? Uh yeah. My um, my favorite Animal Collective song is Forever and Green, and they're never oh, gonna play. They're that never gonna play Forever and Green. Yeah, that's that's my favorite Animal Collective song too. Actually, it's just so my favorite is Fireworks, which yeah, comes right after that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, they they played Daily Routine. They played Bees. Um. I think that might have been it. Do they play any um, any like more acoustic? Do they play anything from like uh, song tongs? Oh no, no, Damn. no. The, the, their their setup was they were like all behind. It, well, uh, Deacon wasn't there. Just the three of them were all behind podiums, and they uh, had their little pedal boards in front of them, and they were making sounds. Av yelling so. like he usually is. That's sweet boy. I love him. <laughs> you heard? Did you hear his album? I did. I, I was assigned that. Uh, it was mm. pretty good. Pretty good. Was that this year? This yep. year, Eucalyptus. It's all right. It's not like that's not like my favorite thing he's done. I like that. (laughs) He's he's a very he's been doing a lot of nature stuff recently. Like uh, him and a geologist went and recorded a uh, (laughs) an animal collective like album, I think, where they just like went out into the wilderness and like recorded like 
wilderness sounds and then was what to ask i was like are there like natural sounds like that yes oh wow it seems like really like a peaceful album i'm sure it is i haven't listened to it eucalyptus i'm gonna have to check that one out did we uh are we running out of time here i mean We've, we've got we all could, the time. We could close it up pretty soon. We're actually going to close it with uh, what we're excited for. Okay, because I, I was just going to bring up that we didn't talk about Sleep Well Beast. And Ooh, oh, yes. Yeah. Let's talk about Sleep Well Beast. Everyone let's besides get, Shay back. maybe has listened to it. Have you listened to it, Shay? I heard the first song on Boxer <laughs> three months ago in a Sonic parking lot. What would you think about it? I didn't finish it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the optimal way to listen to Fake Empire is in a Sonic parking lot and not finishing it. Yeah. Uh, regardless, uh, Sleep Well Beast is very, 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 very good, and it might be my first or second favorite national album. Yeah. And what are you focusing? I haven't on? listened to a ton of the national before that. I mean, I listened to like the big ones, like I Need My Woman, and like mm-hmm. the, the hits. But like the, this national album, I I really liked like the um, made me feel sad, but in a good way. <laughs> right. It, it made me it made me feel like like a depressed thirty year old who's like. Maybe his wife just left him or something. Like it, 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 it did a good job of putting you like in the the mood that it wanted. But each song kind of like progresses. Like it yeah. starts off really like moody and melancholic, and then it just like builds on, and then like it, no, no, I thought it had a, I thought the whole well, album, uh, every song kind of had a good build to it. The in my the, the, in, the instrumentals were very like they were very simple, but they were very like lush and mm-hmm. they were very rich, and I, I think that they did a good job of just like building a solid foundation on melody and rhythm right. rather than kind of overloading yeah. it with a lot of different instruments. Yeah. But some, yeah. of, some of like the lead, like leads are really good. Like the uh, guitar part and day I die. Like yes. some really, really good. And the, the album yes. has not one, but two guitar solos, which is so very weird for a national album. Yeah. But the songs like mo- most of it's pretty subdued, but then you have like turtleneck, which is a ripper of a yeah. song. Yeah. Which I, I, I really love that song. Its placement is kind of awkward, like in the context of the album, but that's still a really good track. And then there's that really awesome three song run of, uh, how does it start? Uh, I'll Still Destroy You and Guilty Party and Corinna uh, pa- the Lucky Story. Guilty Party is my favorite. Corinna the Liquor Story. Yeah, Guilty Party is really, really great. And it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's such like a, it's so sad without being like tear jerking, I guess. Like it, it feels like. But that's just the national, don't yeah. you think? Like, yeah. yeah, I guess I shouldn't like commend them on things they've been doing for. That's like their decade their now. niche, like sad boy, sad boy music. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, like a lot of like indie music is based kind of off that like sad white boy yeah. feeling. But I mean, like I won't fault them for that because like he's writing about what he knows. Like, I, I I assume unless he's just lying to us that most of the songs are based off like the relationships he has with his wife and with his kids and mm-hmm. like. There's that line in I'll Still Destroy You where he mentions, like, how tall she's got, his daughter's gotten since she last saw him. And, like, it's, like, the little lines like that that are really heavy-hitting to really me. Really heavy. Speaking of heavy-hitting, it's an album. I, I, I'm just going to run this by you guys, see if you guys listen to this. Did you guys listen to um, Mount Eerie. Eerie? Mount Eerie. Mount Eerie. Oh, Crow yeah. to oh, me. Did you guys listen to I've that? I've only just no. seen, like, a bunch of, like, sad memes Sad memes. Sad well, the believe the memes. Me. They're all yeah, true. The memes have been mentioned twice now, guys. We, we, ha- we have back. a limit here. Uh, <laughs> two tallies. Um, that's if, you say meme, if you say meme three times, Pepe pops up in the recording booth <laughs> and kills us. He's like good at that. Like I remember being like a sophomore in high school and putting on like uh, like the glow part two. I'm like I'm gonna like simmer. Yeah. Oh, right the glow yeah. part two is so good. Yeah. Um, but I can't listen to A Crow Looked at Me again. I, I, yeah, I listened to it all the way through a couple times. I was reviewing it, and like 
every single line just like you're like it takes you down further and you're like you think it can't get more sad than the next line like each line is like so direct like um he even says like in the beginning like uh like death is real like it's not art it's not for making into art like mm-hmm. so he's, he's like super direct and real about it like uh, i think that's the saddest album i've heard ever if like this year if not and an album hasn't made me feel like that since i listened to carrie and lowell for the first yeah. time a couple of years ago and like it really pushes the bounds of music in a really weird way yeah. because it's really just like him talking about his dead wife over yeah. a really sparse instrumentation and like it, it makes you feel it makes you feel like you're violating something like you shouldn't be listening to it and there's there's kind of like it feels like there could be like a ethical debate with it like should i mean i think he can do whatever he wants but i've seen yeah. people say that like it's it's exploitation and he shouldn't be making music and or he shouldn't be making music about the subject matter because it's too like it's it's too soon, I it guess. Seems, it seems like they're maybe therapeutic for him. He's like really getting it all out there, mm-hmm. like really personal stuff. Um, maybe he just needs to get it out. Is that like a think piece? Like um, Mount Erie's new record is exploitative. I've never seen any think pieces. Um, this probably isn't the best source, but like on RateYourMusic.com, oh. I've I've seen people say like this i don't I don't care what anybody else says this sucks this is bad music well, all I mean, y'all are just fooled by the their hot take is as good as anybody's hot take. no i mean they, they can say whatever they want about the music but i think when they like personally attack phil and like his motives um, behind making the album then it gets a little iffy like you can not like the album because it's you, not like a very accessible album yeah but you can still like admire and this kind of just goes for all artists i think like you can still just admire the fact that you when anyone makes or creates something and they put it out there for anyone to see like, you have to just respect them for, you know, allowing themselves to be vulnerable and expose themselves like that. Like, it is what it is. We may not like it, but, I mean, if it helps them and it makes them feel good and they think it, it, it is what it is, you, you just got to respect that. No, I mean, this, this man's such, like, a prolific musician. Like, at this point, it's like, what else does he know besides music? Right. And, I mean, that's, like, kind of debasing his character, yeah. but I think, like, this is his... This is kind of his lifeblood is making music, and yeah. it, it would like, be stupid to ask of him to leave it out of his music when making mm-hmm. the music. That's it's, like, just, it's like such that that event he can't just like ignore that and like keep making just no music. He has to address that that happened. Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially because like music is his outlet, he has to right. address the trauma through his outlet. Yeah, and I, if it works for him, like go for it. Like I'm, I'm happy that he can be so vulnerable and that he can speak to total strangers about his tragedy and then still go out and play live shows like to get up in front of a crowd and like what what do you do as the audience like you can't do you you clap for it do you just sit and soak in the sadness or do you it's a it's a it creates such an odd audience artist dynamic that i think it's it's kind of an important album i think this is totally cliche but like do what you feel do what you feel, man. Do what you feel. I agree. You guys, uh, guess have anything you're excited for musically or not musically? Um, musically, probably. Uh, musically, ooh. I'm. I've. I mean, I've got just a random collective, like a group of artists that I like. Um, I really like, really like funky, soulful music. Uh, but these two artists are complete opposites. Uh, I'm really excited for uh, Hiatus Coyotes Napalm. 
uh, front woman to uh, release her own album. It's called Needle Paul, and that'll be out, I think, in October. Uh, I'm also really excited for Tom Meesh. Uh, he's uh, across the pond over in the UK. He's a, like, I think, like in his early 20s, and he's a multi instrumentalist and he's a producer. And I don't know, I just respect his craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's got a new album coming out. Um, and then this is just like wishful thinking, but. I, I really hope that there's a revival for Daft Punk. Like, they've been, like, <laughs> helping really? people. Like, they've been, like, hel- like producing with other people. And I, I really like Daft Punk, and I want them to come back. That's understandable. Um, I guess for me, like, all the big releases I was excited about have already come out, unless there's something, like, surprise hidden in the mist. Um, I would say the uh, Courtney Barnett, uh, Kurt Vile project coming oh, up. Yeah. Oh, uh, that that today, yeah. should be pretty interesting. Yeah, I listened mm-hmm. to the two singles, and it sounds like a very... Uh, mm-hmm. Nice, relaxing folk rock. I listened to the first one. Was I listened to the first thing? I haven't listened to the second thing, but the first one was mm-hmm. really good. Are really they good, both like different or the same? What do you mean? Like the sound of this, like both the singles. I haven't listened to them either yet. Um, they're they're both pretty similar. Like oh. they're they kind of fall in the same net. Uh, they're two like kind of different tonally, but yeah. they're. I feel like I don't know if the second single is like this too, but I feel like in the first single it was a lot more of like Courtney Barnett going to Kurt Vile style than Kurt Vile going to Courtney Barnett style, which yeah. I don't mind. I like mm-hmm. I like uh, I Kurt Vile. Uh, other cool than that. Uh, I'm always morbidly curious about a new Weezer album. Mm. So, oh yeah, uh, the White Album was good. I don't think he'll do it again because yeah. I think Rivers Cuomo has he's a very, very dry well of songwriting. He's been on like a little, like um, 2014 record was all right too. The yeah, like the best since at least like 2002's Maladroit. Yeah, but uh, but I feel like at this point and like I've I've branded about Weezer so much in my time on this earth, but me I too, feel yeah, like me too. like <laughs> the barometer in which we like rate Weezer albums is like, oh, it's better than uh Hurley, I guess, or like uh, it's it's okay, but like yeah. The yep. White Album was the first album where it was like, yeah, this is like a good album on its own regardless okay. of context. Yeah, I feel like he he uh I, I love Weezer, but um I get what you're saying. Like he has that thing where he he made like three super good albums I would right say in the two beginning. Super two good super good albums. That's fair. What <laughs> was th- I wouldn't, what I wouldn't was call Green super good, but teach is Maladroid is the, like the hidden Maladroid. gem. Maladroid. Maladroid. I was going to say, it's okay. I was going to say like at least. blue and Pinkerton are obviously, right. those are like his two. I should have probably said two. Cause now I'm thinking about it. Like, yeah. But anyway, he made a couple super good albums and I feel like he, he got a pass for a while. Kind of what you were getting at. Well, it's interesting because at first he didn't get a pass. I mean, I, I don't know if you're familiar, but it's stuff of legends at this point. Like the poor critical reception of Pinkerton yes. when it came out, and that pretty much like destroyed his entire psyche. And right. he never wanted to make good or daring music ever again. But I'm gonna have to mess with you, Rivers, if you're listening. All right, <laughs> I went to the Pinkerton, um, like when they tour were touring it in like 2011. I went to there. And before this, I'd never seen the review for Rolling Stone. It's like always cited as like his breaking point. It's like a three-star review, and it says the record's like all right. Like what? I mean, like, but re- regardless, uh, he's he's Rivers. If you're listening, I'm gonna call you this. He's a bit of a man-child, and he's Rivers kind of emotionally dead. stunted. And uh, re- regardless of like how bad the review was, like he's yeah. come out and said that that like. He's disgusted by that album. And, like, in recent years, he's kind of come around on it. But, like, in the aftermath, he was like, oh, my God, why did I make this? Somebody killed me. Something is certainly, like, up with Rivers Cuomo. Like, we'll never know about. Um, go that. check his Twitter feed. Like, <laughs> <if you> don't <laughs> know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's pretty weird. I saw him this year. He's, he's good. At um, yeah. Flowfest? Flowfest, yeah. Yeah, I was, that was, like, I broke my, my Weezer thing. Like, I'd seen them every time they'd come to, like, Austin except for Flowfest. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, one, one more album quickly. Uh, supposedly, My Bloody Valentine is making new content right. from what I've heard. Oh, I saw that. Regardless That's what I'm excited of for. if that happens or not, I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. So yeah. just putting that out there. The 2012 record was good. I'm excited for maybe like more country and indie music thanks to like Alex G's little mm, oh, like dabbling in it. You know, I'm we didn't big, even talk about Rocket a lot, but that's a really solid yeah, record. Yeah, I was sort of like resisting Alex G, but Rocket, um, I listened to it in full like a few days ago. Yeah, good, good, good stuff. Yeah, uh, powerful man, good stuff. Um, but yeah, looking for more more pedal steel. I need more pedal steel. I think we could all use a little more pedal steel in our lives. Oh, I know what I'm excited for. <laughs> kind of looking for whatever comes. Um, I have a huge, a huge love for. Um, I was really into a lot of before this, but I had a huge love for Modern Vampires of the City. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah. And uh, I've I've seen a lot of stuff, a lot of him, te- a lot of uh, Ezra Cohen of Vampire Weekend. Uh, talking about a new album. Um, I'm excited for that. Rostam, the old yeah. keyboard synth player, just released an album. Good. He also good. like made a bunch of compositions last year for like Hamilton Lighthouser of the um yeah some band I can't remember his band the Walkman and that was like really good um a thousand times great song I, d- I didn't think the Rostam album was too good but I've never that's not really indicative of what Vampire Weekend's gonna put out so yeah who knows um he made an anime which is weird you about to say that I've heard mixed reactions about it I think it's the weird. concept itself is hilarious but it looks like it was made in Microsoft Paint. So I don't know yeah. if they were like purposely doing like a bad show or what the deal is. Wait, sorry, it. Ezra. Wait, who made a new anime? Ezra Cohen, a Vampire Weekend, and it's starring Jaden Smith and Jude Law. And Jude Law and uh, what is it called? Young Pope. I love anime. I and I'm, just, I'm completely surprised that I haven't dabbled into this. Troy's <laughs> <laughs> trying to just remember the other voice cast the, right the now, guy. and he's dying. The guy with oh, the weird yeah. face. Um, oh. Benedict Cumberbatch? No, no, no. Weirder face. Like, uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, the art, in the, you guys. In the Big Lebowski. Um, oh, oh. oh, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi's Yes. It, yeah. Okay, so like the oh, artwork, oh, oh, oh. the graphics for it are bad, but like it's a storyline at least decent. Well, from, from what I hear, it's very like kind of self aware, I guess. Like it makes okay. a lot of references to like, I, I don't know if we have any anime watchers in the room I, right I now, am. but uh, back like in the early 2000s when they would make like four kids adaptions of popular anime and they would oh, like, yeah. it would be really bad and the dubs would be really bad and there's like a lot of censorship mm. and all that kind of thing. And like, oh. that's cool if it's like self-aware doing that, like it's making fun of it, but I don't know. I feel like it's probably just not very good. I'm a, I'm a dub only guy. <laughs> Man, I see. I'm, <laughs> it's I'm a good thing we're college radio and not dumb. on an anime message board, or else he would die. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, anime is great. Shout out no, yeah, to no. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy yeah, Bebop. I just finished Cowboy Bebop. I just finished rewatching it in English. Oh. How? What? Like, what was that? And that was like the most anime thing ever. Like, bang. Hey, I don't. Seriously? I don't want to talk about spoilers for Cowboy Bebop. I don't you care haven't? if it's like 20 years old. Yeah. Oh, I've seen the show, but yeah, if like, anybody sure. else is listening, I don't want them to spoil it because I love it. There's a girl that drives the exact same car as me yeah. and has a sticker on the back of it that says "See You, Space Cowboy," and we're just like, I need, I need to find her. Yeah. Hey, hey, girl in that car, hook me up with the you red. You live in my complex. So, let's be friends, <laughs> please. I'm gonna put a note on your door. I'm just kidding. All right, we should have an anime podcast. We should. I'm a hundred percent about that. We could get guests. Starting. Some... It's starting right now, guys. I'm hitting the record button. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've trapped you. Now you're in the anime cast. All right. Cast. <laughs> Swap over audio Welcome to anime. To heck. All right. Any... You ready? 
No, I don't have anything to add, but anime. Woo. (laughs) I'm just kidding, but cool. Well, thanks for listening to us, guys. Let's all say goodbye at once. Okay. You're kind of stunned. Goodbye. Goodbye.